everyone, and welcome to the house. My name is Caleb Prozy, and joining me, as always, are my partners in crime, Naaman Smith and Caleb Confusioni. On this podcast, we talk everything sports every week. And this week, we will be discussing FSU being 3-0. What does that mean heading into week four of college football? We're going to talk ups and downs of NFL week two. And then we're going to really touch on this. Roger Federer retires. And what impact did he leave behind in men's tennis? So now moving into segment one, we'll be talking about the what's happening in sports. We're going to start off with FSU. Undefeated. Let's go. Let's go. 3-0. First time since 2015. Pretty exciting here in Tallahassee. Oh, yeah. Let's kind of rehash that game. So what were you guys' thoughts about that Louisville game last week? What a great game. Like, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Our QB went down, like Jordan Travis. And Mm -hmm. then the backup, Tate, comes in. First drive, throws a pick. So, like, honestly... All hope was like almost. It seemed Pretty like much it was lost. lost. I was yeah. losing hope. It was just like ah, uh, and then I was just hoping for Jordan Travis to come back out because I thought that was our only chance of winning the game. And yeah. then Tate just out of nowhere just starts dotting them up mm-hmm. and making very very accurate throws. And Johnny Wilson was really the MVP of the game. Uh, yeah. He just came in clutch. Two touchdowns, an insane game by him. Like the fade route mm-hmm. on his head, on his bro. head, bro. But Crazy. he's also six yep. seven. Six seven, yeah. Yeah, this I'm not saying that doesn't disregard his talent and his skill and his like footwork ability in order to get a catch that close to that corner and keep his foot in bounds. He's just built like more of a tight end almost. But he just got that. But he's got the skill set of a receiver, so it's crazy to see. (laughs) But yeah, they I think Tate, you know, finally started to settle in. Um, you know, in the second half, I think Norvell made some really, really good halftime adjustments. I feel like the defense came out a new new squad after halftime. It seemed mm. like yeah. they kind of changed. <clears throat> it seemed like they changed up their scheme a little bit. Um, didn't allow. I want to say they only allowed like ten points. Well, the defense in the second half lost a key guy in Jared. They, Verse. they did. They lost so, Verse too, which is the defense to come yeah. out and do that well in the second half without without him. Verse is huge. Yeah, uh, is and we huge. we hope we get him back too soon. But um, oh yeah, yeah. I think. At halftime, some adjustments were made that were absolutely key for that victory. And I think Tate finally settled in and started hitting. I mean, it was like he was handing the ball off a lot, and then he just started hitting short slants, quick out routes, things like that, just to get comfortable. And he looked good. He looked really good. I'm, I'm like, comfortable with him if he has to start against Boston College this coming too. week. Yeah. I think he will. Like, I think it would be smart to it's start Tate. Yeah, because so you can really re so. Uh, Jordan Travis's injury is an ankle injury, and like it was a one to two week, like probably out, and like that's one of those things where you just don't want it to continue to be aggravated throughout the season. Let him sit out the needed time now, so he's he will be fine the rest of the season. In my opinion, that's what yeah. I would do. I'm really yeah. excited for this week against Boston College. It'll be the first game in Doak since week zero since when we played Duquan. Yeah, mm-hmm. so played Duquan. it was just it's going to be electric, and the student section actually just sold out. So Did it? Yeah. yeah sold out. APM kickoff. That's going to be exciting. And I just looked it up on Twitter. Jared Verse was practicing at practice today. So, so that's great. That's great. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Jared Verse is a D end and he's very good. Very uh, versatile. It gets a lot of like quarterback pressures. Versatile. Yeah. Okay. okay. Ah. Yeah. You want to, the door is behind you. <laughs> Moving that forward, actually, we need you to stick around because we're going to talk Roger Federer. Wait, wait, wait. one more thing about yeah. the FSU game. Sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, FSU ended the game on a very nice game-winning interception. Toe tap. Have Toe. to point that out. Beautiful. F- one, one, one of the probably top ten interceptions I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. in a game, it, it just 
Beautiful. And, and, and a textbook. Catch. Textbook. They yeah. even reviewed it. They doubted him, bro. Yeah, they well, doubted I mean, you got to review the like, yeah, game yeah. deciding turnovers. You have to review. Whatever. He caught it. They All right. It. Crazy catch. Yeah. You do let's need shift me. over now to our tennis guy, Federer. And let's talk Roger Federer. Federer. What happened, Caleb? Federer announced his retirement, um, unfortunately, for the tennis community, as we're all very, very big Roger Federer fans. If you know anything about tennis, you should be a Federer fan. <laughs> the man who sport Nike from head to toe, always looked clean on the court, and he always played a clean game. He was always a very cool, calm, and collected guy. He never really got too mad, never smashed rackets, never showed True. sass to the, uh, what do you what do you call that in tennis? A, si- a, a judge? Line judge. Line judge, yeah. right? Okay, so never seemed to sass any of the dudes sitting up there in the booth <laughs> like that. So, yeah. you know, a, a pretty just cool, calm, collected guy. And, I mean, talent out the wazoo. Yeah. One um, is him, Nadal, and Djokovic kind of competing you know, them back and forth and, you know, all the major Grand Slam tournaments for the longest time. And, uh, you know, some might say he was number three on that list, but nonetheless, impressive company to be around. And won a lot of Wimbledon matches. I think he won the most Wimbledon out of any of those three. So just an impressive career. And I enjoyed watching him uh, growing up. He was probably my favorite guy to watch. Um but yeah, well, I mean, he was—he was, he was just—he's—his legacy will live on in the tennis community and in the sports community for a long time. So. Yeah, coming from a guy who didn't grow up watching tennis, Roger Federer, Nadal, those guys' names were always on Sports Center top ten. Yep. Any yep. tennis-themed top ten was one of those two guys or Serena. Yeah. It was and always. I mean, so it's just like even if you don't know anything about tennis, you know Roger Federer. I'd like to point out a streak that he had. So ESPN came out with like a oh, records yeah. that could never be broken. This is actually a different one than I pointed out earlier. So okay. Roger Federer between 2003 and 2005 won 24 straight finals matches, wow. the longest winning streak ever by a tour, like a like a tour level finals mm. for a guy in the Open era. And like I don't think that'll ever be broken. Twenty four straight mm. matches, and like each three to five sets each. Like that's crazy. That's yep. that's dominant. It's consistency, which mm-hmm. is insanely difficult, especially yeah. in a sport like tennis, where it's just you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're we're all Christians on this podcast. Like this guy stayed out of the spotlight. Was he only did. in the spotlight for the good reasons for winning, for donating to charities. He also gave a lot back. He built a bunch of schools in Africa. Like, that was part of his mission. I think mm-hmm. he built 30 to 50 schools in Africa. So just a really good guy. Some, someone, like, someone, us as Christians, can really get behind yeah. and support. That's a charitable individual, for sure. Very humble. Very, like, work behind the scenes kind of guy, which is very respectable. So it, moving on. Moving on to the NFL. So we're going to break down week two because there was a lot of – there were big games, I would say. There were some really good – Thrillers and some heated matchups, honestly. So oh, yeah. as well as some blowouts. <laughs> a what? <laughs> as well as some blowouts. Oh, as yeah. well as some blowouts. There yeah. were some of those, like the Jaguars. Oh, the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars absolutely demolished the Indianapolis Colts. I'm mm-hmm. talking dismantled Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor inside and out. Ah. Jonathan Taylor had one breakout run, and Josh Allen on Jacksonville's defense had three sacks against Matt Ryan. And the Jacksonville defense also had three picks from Matt Ryan. They scored 18 points in fantasy, and they did not allow a single point for that Colts offense to work. 
True. And that was yeah. just complete dominance. Very proud of them. They made Matt Ryan look like the second best QB on the field. Like Trevor Lawrence is a second year player. Eight for eight year? in his opening drive for a touchdown to end it. Yeah. Wonderful by Trevor. T Law. I heard this stat today. They say teams now now the the Colts are 0 and one and one because they tied week one. Right? Yeah, they did. But they say teams that start the league start or start their season 0 and two in the NFL have an eleven percent chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> so you say you you saying 0 and one and one for the Colts, so you maybe give them a little bit higher than that. You know, maybe like 12. 12? <laughs> no, I mean, actually, maybe like somewhere between like 15 and 20 would be my guess for 0 1 and 1 team, honestly. Jags are top of the AFC South right now. They're First the time in only, a while, right? Only AFC South member to have a win under their belt. Crazy. Wow, that's crazy. So moving forward, we're going to talk them fins, though. Let's go. Fins up, baby. So break down Ooh. that game and what you were proud of most about your Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, So I was watching the game. I was in Atlanta this weekend, and, the like, all the 1 o'clock games were on on the bus ride back. So we would be in and out of service, and I was watching the game, and right across the bus from me in the seat next, like, two seats next to me was a Ravens fan. Her name was Lauren. So we were watching the game kind of like I was watching on my phone. She was watching on her phone, and we would react together to the big plays. If Dolphins had a big play, I would get, like, happy. Ravens had a big play. She'd kind of just brag in my face about it. But it was a good time. Ravens started with a huge kick return for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They started the game hot. And I think at one point they were up 21, something like that. I thought they were up. If I'm – let me check real quick. But I'm pretty sure they were up, like, 35 to 7 at one point. Yeah, it was crazy. it really seemed like the Ravens were going to just yeah. blow them out. At one point in the game, oh, no. It might have been 35-7 to at one point. 35-14. 35-14. So, okay. at one so point, they were up by three scores. 21 points. Wow. And, like, at that point, Lamar Jackson was just looking crazy. He had five touchdowns at that point in the game. The Dolphins were kind of just just shocked. Like, it was, they were just not keeping mm-hmm. up with the pace that the Ravens were playing at. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second half came. The Dolphins And the scored. Dolphins just... It just was deep play after deep play, yeah. guys wide open, and then guys just going for 60, 70-yard touchdowns, making it look like it was Madden. Yeah. It was- the Dolphins scored 28 points in the fourth quarter, and there was a stat that I saw that said, if a team is down by 21 or more heading into the fourth, they are 0 and 711. Wow. That stat is now 1 in 711 due to these Dolphins. Mm. So way to, way to overcome that stat. Yeah, that's so, insane. I just, I mean, my thing is like, what changed? Like, were the did the Ravens have lots of busted coverages in that game, or what? what did Tyreek and Waddle just, just got, start to find they, the holes? Like, they were that, just busted coverages, but just bad defense. So, yeah. like, for example, one play, it was like a third and six on the Dolphins, like twenty five yard line, seventy five mm-hmm. yards, to score a touchdown, and the corner was just playing the first down, and Tyreek mm-hmm. did a little stop and go where he acted like he was going to stop at the first down yeah. and then just booked it to that's the end his zone. specialty yeah that's to a easy pass like any all three of us could have made that pass that's how wide open Tyreek was yeah and they, again it was just bad defense where the, the corner was expecting the the receiver to stop at the first down the dolphins offense really did take advantage of the ravens like they were definitely feeling like they were on top of the world for a little bit yeah, heading into the yeah. fourth quarter, and yeah. then they got humbled. Yeah. Dolphins moved to two and zero, and whoo, so, they're hot. Yeah, they're they the winners. Hot. Those are the winners. Let's uh, oh. take it over to Caleb for yeah, the losers. Let's, uh, let's yeah, not something I, I've been looking forward to talking about, but something that does need to be talked about is 
the New Orleans Saints against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend for the home opener in the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. And unfortunately, we put up a fat L for this game in embarrassing fashion. Um, honestly, the first three quarters were it, it was it was a very for for a three to three game. It was really intense and really exciting. Um, really thrilling, just lots of good defense being played. And it's really it's really entertaining when you can see a defense shut out, or not shut out completely, but um, shut down a quarterback like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just really fun to watch. It happens every time they play the Saints. Every it's single time. Crazy. Yeah, and, and I mean, Dennis Allen always has a game plan. Uh, and it, I mean, credit to the, you know, just our players, too, on the defensive side. We have a lot of studs. Um and then this fight breaks out between yep. things got heated. Things got oh, really heated. Marshawn Lattimore really is a dog. Marshawn Lattimore's a dog. And and he's like a pit bull, bro. Like he's not yeah. a controlled dog. Sometimes. Well, and, and typically, and I've noticed this from him this season because he did it last week against the Falcons too. He, he had a stupid personal foul, which set up Koo to even have that sixty-three yard. They shouldn't attempt. even have a shot. They shouldn't have even had a shot. Time. That should have been like a seventy something yarder. That was like out of the question. <laughs> it's just that DB mentality, though. It it is. You it gotta is. have some sort of hunger in you to play DB, especially I, against yeah. guys like Mike Evans. Him and Mike Evans have a history, and they despise each other. Mm-hmm. Like they hate each other. They've hated each other ever since they've been playing against each other. And they're both they're two of the best at what they do. Yeah, I hope one day they can get together and they can go get a drink and talk and work things out. I really do because I think they might find out that you know they could be friends. But they have a lot more in common. Exactly. Exactly. There's, there's also one more thing I want to point out. You as a Saints fan, maybe you picked up on it. I think the Saints have a really bad just uh, what's being being uh, they are really careless sometimes when it comes to penalties because there was a four, there yeah. was a fourth down play where you could have got him off the field and it was still 3 to 3 at that point it was late in the second half mm. and it was 3 to 3 and then you had 12 men on the field yeah. and then you gave him an automatic first down and that was the drive that a team finally scored a touchdown on. It's been the sloppy. The went down the field and scored a touchdown yeah. because you gave Tom Brady another chance. It's been sloppy. It's been it's been. I, I will say, offensively, we've had one good quarter of football offensively, and that was the fourth quarter against the Falcons. Yeah, that is the only good. And out of the eight quarters we've played, and yeah. I mean, I'm not saying put Dalton in yet, but I could see him coming in eventually. Red rifle. I would be ecstatic to see the red rifle come on the field. If Jameis keeps playing the way he's playing over the next two games to three games, yeah, or Mr. QB be, Power himself, what's that? Taysom Hill. <laughs> Taysom Hill. I don't want to see Taysom in there. Taysom scares uh-huh. me. Taysom scares. I, I like. Wild him, I like the. I like the Wildcat. Him running out of the Wildcat. I think that can be effective sometimes. But him <laughs> as a QB, throw it. Throw it I, there's just too many turnovers to be had. Yeah. Um. But anyways, after the fight, we responded very poorly. Tampa Bay responded very well. Um, you know, people are blaming, you know, oh, so-and-so's fault. I think, you know, both team, both of them were being stupid. But, you know, but everyone, everyone was jarring at each other. I think Lattimore may have had a, more, a little bit more of the initial jarring and chirping. But, I mean, Brady got in on it, Fournette got in on it. And then, you know, it was ultimately Evans had the big push. Now he's suspended next week, which hey, is huge. Same with Lattimore, right? Or no? Lattimore is not, to my knowledge. Wow. Um, oh, okay. But Mike Evans is, and that's huge because they play the Green Bay Packers in a big NFC matchup. We'll yeah. talk about that more. So we'll talk picks. about that more later. But, but we're going to move on to so the two. Ch- we're going to get two big shout-outs, honorable mentions for mm-hmm. the NFL. I'm going to give one, and then Naaman's going to give one, and then we're going to move into college football. Okay. okay. My honorable fun. mention is them Jets. 
J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Joe Flacco came out and beat the Browns in Cleveland. Yeah. By one point, doesn't matter. Joe Flacco did his job, got those guys off the field with a win. Yeah. Very proud of them. I just, I'm high on the Jets. Yeah, and then for me, uh, it's kind of like my sleeper p- team so far. It's the Falcons. So the Falcons in both their games they played, again, they're 0-2. They haven't won yet. But in both the games they played, it's been down to the wire. Caleb, as a Saints fan, can attest that that game literally went down to a field goal at the end. It did. And then in this past week, they versed the Rams. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. And Sean McVay had to do some funny time management things at the end to make sure the Falcons didn't get the ball back to win the game. Like, the Falcons had a chance to win the game in the end, but they only had 10 seconds left, and that's not enough time to win the game. So, again, I'm hot. like, the Falcons, they could sneak into the playoffs. But as my colleagues here have mentioned, the Falcons do have a problem of winning games. Like, they can't the close last games. Second. They're not closers. That's They're not sure. closers. But that's just the Falcons' curse. Yeah. Hopefully that changes. But let's – Can I give a quick honorable mention? Yeah, go ahead. Of course. To Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh, I'm happy for him. I'm sad for Trey Lance. Sad for yeah. Trey Lance. Sad for Trey Lance. Yeah. But for the – and I mean, no disrespect to Trey Lance by this, but but for the 49ers organization, it makes this whole situation a lot easier on them because they're sitting there wondering, you know, what's going to happen to Jimmy G? Are we going to trade him away? Is he going to stick around? And like, you know, a lot for they're thinking, okay, he's mm-hmm. the highest paid second string quarterback. Now they look like geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I'm happy for Jimmy G though. I, he came in and he got a dub. So good for, good for him. I, I know we're running short on time, but I heard a really good uh, – like comparison today on Colin Coward. He said, so imagine you're a race car driver and you've been driving the same race car and it gets the job done, but you never won the race. You're always like top three, third or second, but you've never won. And then someone offers you a new engine. You don't know if it's going to be like better, but he says there's a chance that you could come in first. Like it has that upside. That's Trey Lance. That's Trey Lance. Like you don't know how you're going to be. You can go consistent with the top three engine every time. That's never going to win. Or you could take a risk on that engine. But now, Trey Lance is out for the year, so they're stuck with Jimmy G. But that could be better. Stuck Something. isn't a word I Yeah, stuck is but not. It's, a- it's more. it's a very good situation to be in with a backup QB. Yeah. Yeah. So, moving forward, we'll talk this week of college football. We're going to do our two-minute drill with Naaman. Oh, boy. And we're going to give him two minutes to discuss everything that happened this week. Yeah. So, I'm going to start the timer in three, two, one. So, so the season, so the week started off with FSU versus Louisville, Friday Night Lights, an important game. It was at Louisville, FSU, another big test on the road. And the first half, ooh, we really got, we got tested. Our water, like our boat got rocked, but uh, we came back and our, with our backup QB, we rallied around him, Johnny Wilson and Tate. They looked really good, and they led the offense to an insane fade route in the back corner of the end zone. Oh, yeah. Great catch. Again, on his head, an insane catch. That DB, he's going to have nightmares about that one. But And then moving on to the day games, Georgia continued their dominance in college football. They destroyed Oregon to start the year, and I'm sorry, Prozy, but they beat his Gamecocks 48-7. to Again, by halftime, the student section was, like, almost empty. The Carolina Gamecocks have scored more against Georgia than anyone else this season, though. Whoa. Whoa. Seven points. Wow. Wow. But that just shows you that dominance uh, by Georgia so far. Definitely the number one team in the country until they lose, in my opinion. Oregon, great win this week against BYU. I'm sorry to the Mormons. But Oregon, 
again, they got dominated by Georgia, but then they came back and beat a top 15 team in BYU. And then Auburn, I have to mention them. They hosted Penn State at home, and they got destroyed. I, I wish they did better. My friend Chandler from church, he went to the game, and I felt really bad. Uh, Penn State just looks like a really good team. Auburn did not show up very well. And then Miami lost at Texas A&M. Huge loss Let's right go. there. Uh, Texas A&M looks good. And also uh, FS, uh, Troy, Troy. Troy and App State. App State won on a huge Hail Mary at the end. Confucianity was right to hype up Troy. Troy almost should have won the game. Dude, right on the money, dude. Good job, bro. Nicely done. Nicely, <laughs> nicely done. And then also, I'll open this up to the floor for y'all, but the UF game too. We can the talk UF game, I believe that I, Florida should be 0-3 right now. Whoa, whoa. Or at least one and two. Yeah, I think yeah, they should, yeah. be, one they should be one and yeah, two. I think they deserve that Utah win. It came, yeah. yeah, they deserve the Utah win. The, that, and they played USF this weekend, which came down to the wire. Came down to the wire. USF was infield goal range, driving on Florida. Probably could have scored a touchdown had they kept up that momentum. And then a they, botch snap, yeah. bad snap, takes them pretty close to out of field goal range. And then they go to kick the field goal. Bad snap or good snap, bad bad hold. hold. Yeah, guy misses it. So a field goal would have sent them into OT, correct? Or would it, it would have? It would have, yeah. would have, it would have right. sent them into OT. into OT, and I think USF would have snubbed them out if they had gone to OT. USF had all the momentum. I, I like to point out Anthony Richardson, the UF QB stats. Zero touchdowns, two mm-hmm. interceptions. He hasn't thrown a touchdown all year against a Group of Five team, and he's yeah. about to go into the SEC slate at Tennessee. Yeah, that's. Oh, they're going to get freaking – oh, they're going to get destroyed. Save it, save it, save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it. We'll move into our picks, picks right now, actually. We're going to move into our picks for well, upcoming let's start. Game. Let's start with that game. We'll start with that game. We will start with number 20, Florida, heading into Rocky Top for a college game day game of the week against number 11, Tennessee. Yeah. I think – so before this season, Tennessee's always choked in the spotlight. Whenever they've hosted a big game like this or they've been hyped up, They'll verse Alabama, they'll verse Georgia, and then they'll just get slaughtered. They'll look like they weren't ready for the moment. But I think UF is going to be that team this week. I think UF is way overhyped at 20. Mm -hmm. And I think Tennessee's a legit team. They have a good passing offense. I think Tennessee will win the game by about 20. I think Tennessee will win by a good amount. I don't know about 20, but yes, I do believe Tennessee will win by a good deal. The Florida Gators are going to get rocked this game. The Tennessee Volunteers are going to come in and absolutely demolish them. I've also got Tennessee by 20. I don't think Florida's a top 25 team. Popping it back up. we got BC heading into Dope Campbell Stadium to Ooh. face the Knowles at 8 p.m. on Saturday night. The real top 25 team will the actually real, win that yeah. game. The, the yeah. snubbed top 25 team will destroy Boston College. I agree. Destroy. I, hopefully destroy. But I, as long as we win by like fourteen, I'll be good. To yeah, 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 yeah. Because just get, not another heart attack. Please, yeah. please. my stress yeah. levels are through, through the roof. Because as of right now, FSU any Whoa. game through the roof it's at like the same time. Wow. Caleb, Caleb, someone owes someone in sync. All right, number five, Clemson heads to Wake Forest to face the number twenty-one Demon Deacons. Wow, I don't really know how to feel about this one. I'm gonna take Clemson just because they have more talent, but I could see an upset happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Clemson is a little overranked, in my opinion. Five yeah. is a little high for them. I but agree. I think they just have too many players on defense. I believe you. I'll take Clemson as well. But Sam Pittman and those Demon Deeks, mm. I think they can 
they can put up a good fight. I'm going to go with a Lee Corso not so fast. Demon Deacons Dang. on the upset in this game. This just might be me fantasizing a little bit because this situation, I think if we beat Boston College, I think we slide into the top 25 and then we play Wake Forest next week. If Wake Forest wins this game, Wake Forest will shoot up in the rankings. You could have a really highly ranked Wake Forest team playing a newly ranked Florida State team, which could be a huge matchup. So I would be looking forward to that a lot if it happens. But I think Wake Forest is going to go in there and shot Clemson. They're not ready for it. Sam Hartman <laughs> is the quarterback for Wake Forest. I not said Sam, Sam Pittman. Pittman. I was about to say. Sam Pittman's that the Woo Pig guy. Yeah, 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 yeah Woo Pig, Arkansas, but... Not him. And then we'll be moving on to that one next. So number 10, Arkansas, goes to number 23, Texas A&M. Texas A&M's getting all the good games. Yeah, this is crazy. Go Sam Pittman and Woo Pig. So Texas A&M just beat Miami in College Station. So this is going to be a good game. Texas A&M is feeling confident right now. But I think that confidence ends this week. I got Arkansas going in there and winning. Yeah, me too. Woo Pig for me as well. I think, uh, yeah, A&M beat Miami, but Miami is also one of those teams I think is not as good as they're made out to be. So I've got Arkansas winning this game. They're the real deal this year. Last game on our slate, we got the 17 Baylor Bears going into Iowa State to face the Cyclones. And fun fact, the Iowa State team is actually favored. That's crazy. The under two Mm. and a half. Mm. Interesting. I got the Cyclones this week. Right, Not okay. just because I'm reading the stat lines, but I actually don't believe Baylor is all they're cracked up to be. I okay. believe Baylor shouldn't be in the top 25. Mm. What do you think? I don't know enough about either of these teams to make a super educated pick. I'll be totally honest with you, but I'm going to go with the number 17 Baylor Bears. Um you know, I think it, it seems a little weird that Iowa State's favored in this game. That kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the Baylor Bears. I think they've been playing some better competition thus far. They have a little bit more adversity and some games under their belt that have prepared them for this, and I think they will win this game. So you're going Baylor? Yes. <sighs> Iowa State is undefeated. Just want you guys to know. I know, that. I know, I know. Uh, I'm going to go Baylor. Uh, I really like their coach a lot. But I was reading up on it. Iowa State just had a receiver that broke the school record in receptions. So Iowa State definitely has some guys, but I'm going to go Baylor. All right. Rapid fire, NFL, week three. Starting with Thursday night football, Steelers or Browns? Oh, the Browns recently changed their logo on their field. It's to disgusting. An L. L. It's disgusting. disgusting. Go Steelers. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Steel City all the way just because of the L. <laughs> I think I went Browns earlier. I was thinking Browns on this, but yeah, that elf is bad luck. Let's <laughs> let's go Pittsburgh Steelers on this oh, Thursday night game. Change of the okay. Yeah, well. yeah, the and elf is bad. Jags, the leaders of the NFC South, AFC South, AFC South at Chargers. Who you got? I would love it if the Jags beat Justin Herbert and those Chargers. But I, as a betting man who wants to get. Higher up in our pick leaderboard, I'm gonna <laughs> okay. as I am last currently. I'm gonna go Chargers. Okay, I'm gonna go Chargers. Uh, then Caleb, are you gonna do it not so fast or no, 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 not with the Jags. Uh, that's, <laughs> so, that's so mean. Uh, not with the Jags against this team. Dang, Justin Dude. Herbert and Mike Williams. Hopefully, have another great week. Justin Chargers. Herbert's questionable, but I think he'll play. Okay, he looked hurt. Dude, he looked in bad shape at the end of that game last week. Hey. Raiders at Titans in Nashville. Mm. 
I got Raiders. Raiders are 0-2. Me too. Titans suck. (laughs) Both of these teams are 0-2, and and both of these teams have so much talent. The Raiders should not be 0-2. The The Titans Titans should should. The Titans should not be because they're bad. No, no. The the I I think the Titans were in the playoffs last year. They went far. Last year means nothing. They did. I think the Raiders are going to win. I feel horribly for the Titans. I feel bad for Derrick Henry, but I think the Raiders are going to win. And you were talking about stats. One of these teams is going to 0-3. Which and is that's wild. the stick. Titans. <laughs> My and cool guy stance. And then moving play. on to one of the highest rising teams so far, the Lions going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Hook 'em Vikes. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna go Vikings too. It's in Minnesota. Um uh, I think Kirk Cousins, it's hopefully it's not a primetime game. Because Kirk Cousins, he is so bad in primetime games. Yeah, I've got the Vikings on this one. They're Probably pretty upset after the beating they took from the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Let's go, Jalen Hurts. Um, that was an awesome game, but Vikings are upset. They're going to win this one. Bills at Dolphins. Do you want me to lead it off? Go ahead. Woo! So definitely the Bills are the favorite, but it's in South Beach. So I'm going to pick the Dolphins. They're going to stay hot. Hmm. Somehow they're going to outscore the Bills. I don't know how. The Bills just score so many points. But the Dolphins do, too. I think Mike McDaniels is a crafty, up-and-coming coach, and I think he'll get it done. Would I like to see a 3-0 and Dolphins crew? Of course I would. But did I see Stefan Diggs go off oh on Monday gosh. night? Yes, you did. So yes, you that's did. only going to build. <laughs> yeah. So I got to go Bills. To me, that was almost as good as mine earlier, but like not quite. That's okay. That was a reach, bro. I'm just kidding. You're, you're perfect. Build. Keep Thank, doing your wow, thing. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Yeah, oh the Bills and Dolphins. Bills and Dolphins. Yeah, uh, the. I to me, I feel like the Dolphins are like. Maybe this is a little bit of, of a hot take. Not not super hot. It's like medium. The Dolphins are like the Bills last year. Like they're that team, but they're not quite good enough to get like the ultimate job done. Hmm, that's a good I, take. I like that. That's so I, like that. I think the Bills. I agree with it, but I think the Bills are going to win this game. Although I think the Dolphins win in their second matchup. If I don't pick the Dolphins in that week, then y'all call me out. Do you think they're going to win in the Blizzard in Buffalo? Come on now. I think I think I think each of these teams. Yeah, that's. I think they're going to be really? each other in their away games. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Right. Saints at Panthers. Saints. Yeah, I've got the Saints. That's it. I've got the Saints. I have to have the Saints, but I've got the Saints. I've got the Panthers. Bold. No, we have that on tape. Not so fast. Uh, Rams at Cardinals. Uh, I got the Rams. Uh, the Cardinals, they, they snuck out a win in Las Vegas Raiders, last but, week. Yeah. But I, I like the Rams here. The Rams just have too many weapons. Uh, I hope they utilize Cam Akers more. <laughs> oh, he's... Right? I don't know what's going on. But, right? yeah, I have Rams as well, but please use Cam. He's wonderful. Have the Rams lost a game yet? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, let me let me fact check you really Wait, quick. no! Have you ever been sitting around... With just two pieces of plywood and a bunch of bean bags, try cornhole. For your next party, tailgate, or night out with the boys, it is a fun way to become a local legend or even a championship contender. Now we have a local legend here and a championship contender to give you their story on cornhole. Uh, hi, I'm I'm a local legend, and uh, my my name is John. And yeah, I, I've played cornhole a couple times with the boys and. I can attest, it's, it's, it's a pretty fun time. 
sometimes you hit the board, sometimes you hit the hole, and you know, you just kind of roll with the punches, have a good time. And now for our championship contender, the son of Cornhole. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Billy Bob Cornhole Sanders. I am the four-time world champ, three-time national champ, 16-time neighborhood cornhole champion. And I just want to come on real quick to tell you guys about my favorite sport that my father actually invented, but I'm better than he is at it. I beat him at it. Cornhole. Cornhole is the greatest sport that you will ever play. You just get the feel of that beanbag in your hand and you toss it up in the air and it's like nothing else in this entire world. It is exquisite. I will play you anytime, any day, dawn, dusk, mid-morning, mid-afternoon, in the middle of the night. Whenever you want to play cornhole, I will play cornhole with you. I'll build you a cornhole set, I'll gift it to you, and then I'll play you and beat you on it just for fun. It would be my pleasure to play cornhole with you, so please let me know. I am a competitor and I would love to compete with you. Happy cornholing. Try cornhole at your next party, event, or night with the boys. But, Cards uh, coming off an impressive win. Cards coming off a very impressive win in Vegas. In overtime. In overtime. Coming back home to play. Kyler looks like he's finally Kyler oh, wait, again. They did lose a game. Yeah. They lost to the Bills week one. They but lost the to the Bills week okay. one. That's like the number one team right now, other than the Chiefs. They're now, neck and neck. The game we gotta look at. Which we were talking about earlier, Packers at Bucks. I didn't make. I didn't make your pick, pick, bro. Make your pick. I'm gonna say cards. Wow. Like that. Like that. Packers at Bucks. <laughs> no Mike Evans. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. In the wow. Packers. At Bucks. So I, I'm. I'm gonna trust Tom Brady here. I'm gonna go with the QB that actually wins Super Bowls because Aaron Rodgers has only won one. And uh, so I'm going to go Tom Brady. Even without Mike Evans, he's still got some really good players on that team. And he's got Lenny in the backfield. He's doing – yeah, he's going to – I think he's going to pull out the win. Not a fan of Leonard. Mm. Yeah, I I can't stand either of these teams. Like, I cannot – it's disgusting for me to even (laughs) be speaking words about them now. (laughs) But – I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to win this game. I think Brady finds a way. I think Lenny will have a big game because Evans is going to be gone. I think he's going to get a lot of carries. Um, That's only if they can get a lead early on. That's fair. I just don't I, – I just haven't seen enough from this Packers team yet. Even against the Bears, I know that they beat the Bears pretty convincingly, but they still didn't look like vintage good Packers like they have in the past to me. Um, so – We got one more game Monday night. Cowboys at Giants. Giants undefeated, but it's Cooper Rush, man. Oh, come on. Just kidding. I'm going Giants. Not so fat. No, I'm kidding. Go Giants. I'm going to be different. I'm I'm going to take take the boys on this one. Wow. Wow. So they haven't lost yet. Picks locked in. Wait, no, they lost week one. Sorry. Our picks are locked in now. Picks are locked in. Let's look at our standing so far through last week. So the stats through last week. So for the college football picks, Caleb Confusioni, myself, I'm 11 and 5. But who's leading? You're leading. You're 12 and 4. Caleb Prozy, you are 9 and 7. Mm, Our guest, Harrison Hawthorne, from episode 2, went 2 and 3. Um, 2 and 3? Yeah. 2 and 3. He, well, he was, I mean, we have more It was picks a hard week, him, I guess. We'll that, was the cra- that was the absolute crazy okay. week of college football. What about the NFL? In the NFL, yours truly is 11 and 6. Naaman is behind at 9 and 8. Mm. And then you are 7 and 10, Caleb. Ooh. But it's, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's not to out oh. Harrison by any means, but I'm going to out Harrison. He went one and eight. <laughs> See, okay, that's don't a, look at me like talent. I'm terrible. I, I can do. No, 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 no. I, I have good picks. I have good logic. 
Hey. Harrison just had okay. a bad week. Hey, you're on every week, though. Nate, yeah. Come on, though. All right. So I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who tuned in for this episode of To The House. We're beyond excited to get to talk sports with you guys this week, and we can't wait to see you guys and cover more sports next week. As always, this is Naaman, Caleb, and Caleb signing off. Adios. Woo!